Let's bow. Our Father in heaven, thy word draws us together. Thy life-giving word, of which thou sayest thou hast magnified thy word above thy name, and thy word which we need to hear, we need to obey, O Lord, for thy word is spirit. We humbly pray for thy blessing out of the same. In Jesus' name, amen. would like to read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the Word of God as found in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Now, therefore, hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments which I teach you, for to do them, that ye may live, and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers giveth you. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it, that ye may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor. For all the men that followed Baal Peor, the Lord thy God had destroyed from them from among you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, even every one of you this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do so in the land where you go to possess it. Keep, therefore, and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear of all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what nation is there so great who had God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. And what nation is there so great that had statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? Only take heed to yourself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen unless they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them to thy sons and to thy sons' sons. I have read up to verse 9. God did prepare and choose Israel, the nation of Israel, that through it, it should come the Savior. 
God used Israel as an example to the nations, how he deals with them when he gives them his law and how he deals with them. There is no other nations like Israel. Even from a, a worldly perspective, when they look at the history of Israel, it was a, a nation created in adversity, a nation that was it's expelled, the Egyptians expelled them after the last plague out, and they went into the desert. And we know what happened there, but even so, when they came out of the desert, they had a law. They had no land yet, but they already had a law. What nations has this? And if we would have read on, it said when he gave his law to Israel, he didn't give them any image, any similitude, yea, he forbade them to make any image that they should fall down and worship it. His giving was the law. And nothing else. The nations around about them, their notion of God, they made images, they worshipped them, they concentrated on that. But God did not want them to concentrate on any image to divert them from what is really important. And sad to say, even in Christianity, so-called Christianity, they started to make images, and they took the important place. And the word of the Lord was neglected, was neglected. Sometimes when we talk about these things, you know, we have to say, it, it's amazing, how could they have done this if they had known what the word of God says? How could they depart from it? And God wants us all to draw near at his word, as we do here, but not only here, also at home. The family should gather around the word. The family should pray together. But the word of God is given unto us, and although the law is part of the word of God, and we are told what the purpose of the law was, there was nothing wrong with the law. In Romans, we read the law is just, is holy, is spiritual. You can read that. I think it's Romans 7, is it? And in the psalm, we read that the law of the God is perfect. Perfect. The law was given to Israel that they may live by it and, and obtain blessings here on earth while they obeyed it while they obeyed it. It organized their life. You know, even the Western nations, the so-called Christian nations, had modeled their laws according to what the Bible said, at least initially. And it, it was a wisdom really come from God. We may take it for so granted, some of those things which... We think, oh, they are, but you just look at other nations as other people that don't have that, how different. 
it is. And yet we know that even in Christianity, even in our so-called Christian nations, because no, the, law, the word of God is not respected the way it should be, they are gone astray. Now, <clears throat> this law that was given to Israel, it was a wisdom of God for them. You know, even the simple, it says, even the simple, by obeying the law was wise. Even if he didn't understand the why of it or so forth. But just plainly obeying the law made him wise in his decisions because it was the wisdom of God. But this applies, it says that the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. While we were yet, so to speak, minors, it taught us what was right and wrong. And if we obeyed it, it was a blessing. Now, in a family, likewise, children that obey their parents' law, their parents' rule, are wise. It keeps them out of a lot of trouble. It keeps them away from danger. And as such, when you look at it, it's wisdom. It's wisdom to be obeyed. You may notice here in verse 2, the second verse says, Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it. Don't add to it, don't take away from it. And sad to say, man always try to improve on things. Things that were already perfect, God said, my life is perfect, they added to it, and they added to it. And they caused heavy burdens, and they caused confusion, even to the point where some of the things that they added to the law did take away from the law. If you would obey what they said that they added to the law, they would actually sin against God. So both to add is wrong and to take away is wrong. When you think of it, even back in the garden, when you read the account, it says, God said, you shall not eat from the tree. And what did Eve do? She said, thou shalt not eat nor touch it. Not touch it. Now, it doesn't take much imagination to think of it that she might have gone and seen the fruit and just touched a little bit. Nothing happened. Oh, nothing happened. Then maybe eating it is also not going to have an effect. And we know what happened. So it is dangerous. It's dangerous to add to the law or to take away from it. Similarly, in the in a household. The other day we spoke about rules, that for a household to function properly, you have rules. And those that make the rules, they should be very careful how they make them, that they serve their purpose, that they don't become onerous, that they can be enforced if need be, and don't seem unreasonable, and don't seem unreasonable. That goes for rules that we have in in church. And, you know, I observe sometimes, and it's sad when you see that 
some children that were raised in a, in a fellowship, and it was known that they had some unreasonable rules, and they claim it drove them away. And then later on, because they still wanted to come, they did convert but joined another congregation. That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. It seems that some of those rules, they were too onerous. They were, didn't make sense. So we have to be very careful when we do make rules, that they are reasonable. And even at home, if we make rules for our children, we've got to be reasonable. And if we really love our children, we will consider how they feel and so forth. We will go back to the advice that we received and what has worked. And some rules not necessarily uh, will be and stay the whole time. There are certain rules which are applied to little children, like being at home perhaps a certain time. As we get older, you know, those rules may not apply anymore because we may have late classes, we may work late, we may have commitment and so, but still the rule that said that mom and dad wants to know where you are although it cannot be any more enforced, it is good, it is helpful, it is appreciated, and parents are honored when their children do tell them, inform them where they are, even though they are grown up. And likewise also, you know, it is to honor the congregation when we are absent and let the congregation know where we are. I notice that sometimes some are missing. You don't know where they are. You want to go up to them and ask, well, maybe they won't like to be asked where they are. You owe it to the congregation. It is a household to keep order, to let them know where you are, and that you may take a blessing with you and come with a blessing again. And it's not just the young. I think even the older ones feel in this. So, to not to say much more, the law was a good thing for Israel. It served a purpose. It served us as an example. But God did not want anything to be added to it or taken away. And rules that are made, whether it be in church or whether it be in the home, They should be reasonable. They should be well thought through. They should have the support of both parents. They should agree together because there's nothing more confusing to children when parents don't agree together. And we have the guideline here. We are so blessed that we don't have to guess. I recall when we were raising our children, so-called Dr. Spock was the last word well, he said some things that did confuse. And thanks be to God, we did not heed him. We didn't heed him. Well, now they look at now that's outdated. No, now something else is in there. This does not change. The word of God does not change. The word of God, we are told, though heaven and earth pass away, the word of God will not pass away. God puts up his word to us. He doesn't want any image to be worshipped. He wants us to draw near to his word cherish it, keep it in our heart, 
because his word is spirit, and his word through the spirit can speak to us and lead us in a much better way than the law could teach and lead Israel. But it's now up to each individual how he obeys that still small voice that reminds it of God's word. To him be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen. Brother, please find a hymn. Brother, offer a closing prayer. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we're so thankful that we can come together to learn about thy word and to learn that the law was good and right and that because thou lovest, thou hast given us the law. We pray, Lord, that that it was truly our schoolmaster that we may learn from it and that we may grow in thy love and and in thy word we pray lord that these words which were spoken today that that they may dwell in our hearts richly and that we may meditate it upon it day and night as well lord we pray that thou will be with the the parents and and all those that have the little children, that 
thou will guide them as they go through this life, that thou will teach their children that which is right, to teach them about the, the goodness of, of thee, Lord, and thy word. We pray, Lord, that, that the little children may, may grow up in the word and, and that they too may truly cherish it and truly be in thy word. We pray, Lord, that thou will help us through the rest of the day that we may truly be mindful of thy word and that will help us with the fellowship of one another, that we that the fellowship may truly strengthen one another, that like thy word, thy word truly strengthen us, and we pray that the fellowship may also, that we may use the words that thou hast given, given us to truly strengthen our fellow man and, and our brethren. And we pray, Lord, that thou will help us through these days. In Jesus' name, amen. We have heard many times what the foremost commandment is. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy soul, with all thy might, with all thy whatever you got. And no doubt, I think the things that God did for us in Christ Jesus, how can we doubt that he does not love us? But do we realize that also his commandments is an expression of his love for us? That's best for us obey them. And God, when he commanded that great commandment to us, you know, how, how can we love him like that way? God equates loving him with obeying him. Whenever God puts a jurisdiction over you, the only way you can respond with love is by obedience. By obedience. When you think about even the garden, do not eat from this tree was a test of love. Would man love God above everything else and obeying him? Well, man, it seems he chose to love his wife more than God because it says he was not deceived. He knew what he was doing. And he was afraid that he would lose her. So he chose her over God against the great commandment. And we cannot, while we are here on earth, we cannot really love God unless we obey him. To him be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen. This concludes our service.